Yes, West Smoke, boy. That shit take me way back. Talk that shit like say that. Tell him that I'm coming, catch him running. Boy. Welcome, everybody, to True Exact Show. I'm here with Raymond Bryan, our special guest, the legendary one and only number 45, Rudy Rudiger. How you doing, man? Doing great. Legendary. Uh, I'm Trust not legendary. I'm just a regular guy that did something I was extraordinary. Practice make a tackle. You right? know what? You know what though? That. But I'll tell you the challenge was was not a tackle, was making the movie. That's what that we'll get into in a minute. We will. We will get into that, I promise. Right. Like Goran. The one thing you are have done more than anybody any man has ever done to any man on this planet is made every male cry at some point watching that movie. Well, the message is, yeah. I, I didn't know where you were that going is, with that, but that went well. That yeah, went well. Because of the heart. It gets to the heart. If, if, yeah. If every heart, time. Yeah, it's gonna touch you. Right. Right. Uh, but it's the music and it's how everything was set up. The whole movie was set up. Uh and I call it uh the interpretation of the writer, how he saw it to make the movie work. But the mm. story is is our documentary, the uh on our Rudy Rudiger Lawaka, and that tells the story. But the movie tells the story, it's the spirit of the truth, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. We stuck to that. We stuck to the actual uh, what we call moments that made it happen, but there's so much, so many layers to that. You 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 can't do it in a movie, right? And and yeah, I do want to get into the movie because that's like okay. obviously we all watched it. I became a Notre Dame fan from watching it. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have the ripple effect just that movie has had is pretty amazing. But um, I want to I want to touch on how did you become such a Notre Dame fan? Growing well, up, that's you your culture in Chicago. Uh, okay, hey, New York Yankee. Hey, right. I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, my Green Bay Packer fan in Notre Dame, Catholic. Right. Growing up in that culture, you go to church. What do you hear? The Notre Dame score. We had a good week at home if they won, and we see two times Notre Dame can win two times in the weekend because you get the replay. So that makes it really cool when you can go home from Sunday mass and watch the winning game from Saturday. So, but when they lost, hey, my dad took it serious and real diehard because of the, I think, because Notre Dame was a Catholic school and, and all that just fell in line. So as a kid, what team did you hate the most? Like, who did you hate? Well, you know what? I, I don't know if I hated any team. I just love sports. Uh, I, I love the competition of it. It was no one team I hated. Uh, maybe disappointed in some teams, but not hated. Like the Cubs, I was disappointed in the White Sox. You know, mm, right. uh, I mean, come on, guys, you got to win sometimes, right? Right, and uh, hey, they did but, eventually, right? They did but eventually. I love the Cubs and I love the Sox, and you know, I love the Yankees. In mm. fact, short uh, when I went to Yankee Stadium, when they brought me to Yankee Stadium, they did a little article under Yankee Magazine. And they presented first base to me wow. in the fourth inning because they changed bases every three innings. So I got the original. Uh, it's cool. Mariano Rivera signed it for me. But it's wow, kind of wow, cool wow. when you presented first base. And, and when you're in Yankee State, you don't think no one knows you, right? Mm. They all start chanting Rudy. That's so it, it told me, it, it, you know, this is real stuff. This, mm. is, this is real. 
Now, that's really cool. Uh, Brian, I know you had questions uh, we talked about. If you want to jump in really quick, because I know you wanted to go a little bit more in the past around like the high school era. Yeah. Um, you know, just from reading, like Googling and finding information about like your life as opposed right. to just using the movie as a reference, because we all know Hollywood changes things and they add things to make a story more dramatic right. and things like that. Um during your high school days, because I, I mean, I played high school football and I know that, you know, the challenges that were there and, you know, trying to think that, oh, I, I could potentially try to get to the next level, meaning like D1 seemed like such a huge jump to me. It almost seemed like it was such an impossible thing. How did you hold on to that dream and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, that's a great question, Brian. I want to compliment you on one thing before I give you the answer. You got the greatest part I've ever seen on a man. Right here, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> There's, I'm not There's so pretty. Accurate. Oh boy, <laughs> now that's everybody's why, getting their hair. That's why I wear a hat, Rudy. That's why I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play that for my barber. I'm gonna let him. There you out. go. It's the best. So anyhow, make a long story short. You know. When you, it's a mindset, number one. Everything's a mindset. And after high school, you know, I did not continue playing football. I went to work mm -hmm. in a power plant. Then the Vietnam War was happening. And then I joined the Navy. So I went, did a stint in the Navy. And when I got out of the Navy, remember when I was out in the Mediterranean and uh, we went to Guantanamo Bay, instead of messing around, there was an officer. I, uh, on the ship, a Notre Dame graduate, and he and I became friends. And he says, you know, you get out of here, you'll find a way to get there. Because that's how I kept, how do I get to Notre Because I, I graduated mm -hmm. third of my class from the bottom in high school. So I said, there's no way. So, yeah, there's a way. You'll find a way. Uh, you, you, if you're in the Navy, you got here, you're going to find a way, my good friend. And I did. After mm -hmm. I got back from they went back to work. Uh, that's when the accident happened. That's when sometimes you're afraid to step out, mm. uh, yep. actually step out for what you really want. Cause Hey, I'm going to not going to make it. I'm not good enough. Not it's scary good. too. Yeah. yeah. It's just a mindset. It's an illusion. It's an, a damn illusion. And, and when I stepped out and went towards the goal, Notre Dame, all the answers were just falling right in place. The junior college. Then they had, uh, because of the junior college, I got to prep myself for two years in a hall football. So that kind of got me going for the varsity to try out for the varsity. Once you found out, Hey, I still have a little bit, but I'm not one of those guys, but I can contribute. And that's what kept me going was the junior college, uh, in hall football and all the relationships I started building there. And I found out, you know what? There's only a handful of great ones here. The rest of them are just like me. Mm -hmm. And I could do that. I could practice with those guys. They're maybe bigger, but I can outwork them. I can outdo them, but I don't have to start. I just want to be part of the football team. That was my yeah. mindset. And it worked, by the way. Instead of comparing myself to those guys, I looked at myself as a, how could I contribute to this tradition? And that mm -hmm. was the whole mindset of why I went out. How how hard was it to push yourself academically? Because you you just mentioned academically that academically you know, was scary, Brian. It was yeah. scary. The first two years at Holy Cross, I mean, you're applying to Notre Dame every semester, getting shut down. Yeah. But also, also, 
a good brother at that junior college and Rudy, you do four semesters here and you do well. I will endorse you, but not two, four semesters are complete. Well, I applied every semester uh, just to let them know I'm coming, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because of that, it all paid off. And I graduated cum laude from the junior college. Mm -hmm. That's because I learned how to collaborate with my classmates and with the professors, which means how, what do I need? What course do I need to take the same course as those freshmen over there, I can't do calculus, but what math course can I do? And that's how they compared and set you up for success. Uh, and that was, no one in high school ever told me that, no counselor, but you get no. to where you're supposed to go. They're gonna guide you and get you there to see the commitment and passion and the maturity, because I'm a Navy veteran. Mm -hmm. I was a little more mature than freshman, so I could handle all the disappointments and all the hard work. Now, what kind of Talk what kind of like you? It just shows how quickly I gave up on everything really quickly. Yeah. Like it really makes me feel horrible about myself. <laughs> I struck out looking when I was in tenth grade on a backdoor slider, and I quit from baseball for the rest of my life. I wanted to play Yankee Stadium. Man. <laughs> Not me. I was okay with wiffle ball after that. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, I'll tell you, coaches will ruin your dreams, as you know. Some yeah. Oh yeah. There was one coach that ruined my baseball dream. He just was tough. If, he, if I saw him today, I, I wouldn't. Maybe I'll say hi to him. But uh, he, maybe he helped me, too. I don't know. Because he helped me realize that, hey, things aren't going to be easy, dude. You know, you got to work mm -hmm. a little bit. And that's okay, too. But he could have empowered me differently uh, by saying, keep working hard, son. You'll be fine. Instead of saying, hey, you can't do this and you can't do that. That destroyed my, I call confidence in, as a mm. human being. And that's what we as people, we as coaches, we as teachers, we can't do that to kids. Because yeah. uh, you don't know where they're coming from or how they're reacting to this, especially today. You have to empower them, make them feel good about themselves. All right. Sorry. Absolutely. Now, um, when you were at the, when you were at Holy Cross, what kind of training were you doing physically to get yourself uh, ready for that level? I'm glad you asked that question. Every hard workout, I looked at what they did and I duplicated it. Mm. Uh, mm. And, and because of weights, they didn't have a weight training program at Notre Dame because mm -hmm. it was, I started the weight training program at really? Notre Dame. Really? Uh, yes. And, uh, that's because, uh, uh, it was NCAA. You couldn't, it was crazy is how things changed. My junior year, uh, man, it, it became, it became, if it wasn't for the weight training, I don't think I would have made it because you, you have to absorb the shock in the body yeah. from some of these guys. And you have to be willing to take that hit. And uh, maybe you can't react like the big guys, but mm. at least you react to get up, you're still living. But uh, it's one of those things where you have to, well, why am I here? That's yeah. the question. Why am I here? You're here to contribute, Rudy. I keep telling myself, contribute. Uh, but I have to act like I'm going to start. That's mm -hmm. the work habit. That's the work effort, work habit, work ethic. And I never lost that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, just hold on one more, one more thing real quick before we, I'll let you go, right? Um, what was it like? Because obviously, you know, all of us have played football um, and we've all gotten our bell rung pretty much. Right. What's it like to get? Yeah, you have. Shut up. <laughs> what's it what's it like to like really get hit by some all-American like 
D1 star. You mean like Dave Casper? <laughs> yeah. Or Jerry DiNardo or you know, one of those guys? Any one of them. It, it, Bob Golick was the worst, by the way. Really? Yeah. It was like hitting a tree. Hmm. Literally, Jeez. a tree. Some of these guys who are really good <laughs> had a lot of finesse. So you didn't get hit real hard by that. They finessed you. But yeah. guys like Golik, man, they would just pound you to the ground. And Casper, he loved to hit walk-ons. So, uh, yeah, it, they got me pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Raymond, go on. I think, like, that was a couple of those questions I wanted to ask, too. But, like. Go for it. What kept you going um, academically? I mean, you were trying to do your dream at a division one powerhouse school Mm -hmm. but knowing technically you didn't have the talent as the other guys did but then also keeping your dreams alive as well and then focusing on keep the grades up too what was the like stress on that or the motivation Uh, you know at times uh when you sit in a classroom with a lot of valedictorians uh pretty smart guys uh girls too at that time uh, you'd be surprised how they want to help you win. So you form a mastermind. That's what I did. Uh, I picked out certain because I'm dyslexic, and I had, and I learned differently. So I picked out a group of people who I could study with. And boy, what a difference! Uh, uh, made a big difference in my academics. Made a big difference in how I solved problems because I learned right from them how they would do it, and how uh, I wouldn't call it. I couldn't take notes like this girl, but she was a good note taker, but I listened and it was a good listener. So you collaborated that information and eliminated a lot of the stress because you were well prepared for class. And also the Notre Dame professors really don't want to fail you unless you want to fail. If that makes sense. Uh, You know, uh, they want you to win, but you got to do the work. So that's what I knew. If I did the work, I'll be okay. And when I saw the test, I did the work. I don't have to be an A, B student, but I was very fortunate getting B's at Notre Dame, and that gave me confidence And because of the team I had around me. Good. Now, the, the roommate that was in the movie, right? are you still friends with him to this day or no? Well, there's, that's, a collab, that's a composite. He passed away, okay. the top character. But the judge, the federal judge, uh, who was my tutor as a federal judge. And, and in the movie, you don't want to present a federal judge and meet you in the movie because mm-hmm. we want a comic relief feel there as well. So John Favreau played that part very well when we composited Great. characters. And um, the, yeah, I mean, the federal judge, D-Bob and I were very close up to the end and, and even the federal judge were very close. With when when this was all going on, obviously it was only really newspapers, some television, mm-hmm. um, no social media, uh, mm-hmm. clearly. So was was there were the people around the area aware of what you were doing at the time, like this walk on, kind of like a Vince Papali with the Eagles, only Vince, good guy, like the uh, film, you know, diff between Vince and I. Vince had talent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any, right? <laughs> He yeah. could run. That dude can run, and he could catch, and he had a little more skill than I. Right. Um, but he, here's what took off for me. Okay. Uh, the relationships of uh, of someone that's not supposed to be there, 
and they'll get inspired by that, some of the players. Not all of them, but some of them. The coaches got inspired by that once they saw the work ethic take place. And they and they would yell out every now and then, be more like Rudy. I said, oh, man, don't do that. <laughs> you know? And uh, But they would always love that work ethic, that hard, you know, that even though you're not, but you're giving your best and you have a good attitude. And, and you know, guys, there were so many. I, I really didn't belong out there. Yeah. But I, in my mindset, I belong there. That's the difference. When you have a mindset, I belong here too. And when you look at the reality, I don't belong here. Hmm. But in my mindset, I belong there. And I performed in my mind like an All-American, in my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a real, you, you kind of trick your mind is what you do uh, in a good way, not in a bad way. Like when I was in the military, you had to trick your mind all the time and oh it's not so cold out here middle of the ocean <laughs> and you're <free. laughs> and man this is great wow how many guys would love this freedom you know just little things like that keep positive thoughts in your head to keep you going through it but when you get the bad part of it like uh the players some of them didn't like who you were didn't like your work ethic because you were disturbing their i call their uh entitlement moment you know yeah. you're entitled to this ask, yeah. and we're not going to work come on man quit showing off or you know you're never going to play you know you get comments like that oh, you're too old you get that all the time but it went in one and out the other hey i'm 25 man they're 18 19 they don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah. they have no idea what uh uh what work is and you know so i have both sides of the work ethic from the blue collar side from the athletic side, what they're going through. I just combine that to make for, for, for me, to make sense for me. Um, and you have to do it for you. You can't do it for the other guy. Right. When you do it for you, you're helping the other guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So then this happens. You obviously, you get in the game. Uh, you make the play. Like dec a decade and a half later or so, I could have my ears on, but around there, the movie comes out. How were you approached and knew that? I, was, I was not approached. You weren't approached. No, 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 no. I saw the movie Rocky. And okay. bingo, you know that light that goes off? Yeah. I mean, it just flipped. It's, you like, know, it's never gone off for me. The idea. Oh, that's okay. Never gone but, off. but that work epic bingo went off. Look how hard he worked in that movie, got in that ring. He's not supposed to be in that ring till he got hit. And his work effort paid off. Right, right. You see, mm -hmm. same thing for me. All that work I did, it paid off when I got hit in practice or when I got in the game. When you go in a game, you go into a zone. It's a hard thing to explain. Uh, you go on, when you practice and practice and practice, it's automatic. And and that's the same way. When when I saw the movie Rocky, he didn't think he belonged in that ring until he got hit. Once he got hit, it was a game on. You know. And mm. that, that's and that's what said that I have a story that that's true, mm -hmm. and I love to do a movie. That was my thought because in the locker room at Notre Dame, you'll like this. The um, I never forget the sports writer for Chicago Tribune, Bill Gleason, came up to me, said, "No one knows you, man. Who are you?" And they're cheering for you. They cheered for me because I was a Bengal boxer at Notre Dame with the students and it's a big event and i won the bingo bouts because i was a small guy beating the big guy they chanted rudy so some of the students start chanting rudy in the student section if whatever you do in the student section that's what the crowd does 
Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. just took off. Now the players, they never started Rudy. <laughs> but there's a handful of guys that wanted me to play. And and there was one guy that gave up his uniform so I could play. In the movie, we wanted to show the unity of the team. Yeah. Uh, so we showed them throwing their jerseys, which never happened, would never happen. Uh, but how do you show that in a movie? It takes too much time right. to really develop that. So we just did that. So that's the interpretation of the real facts right the truth so when i got in the game it was like automatic man it so, was like fun right so all right you had the idea after seeing rocky who did you approach for the movie like who did you go i to- didn't know what to do you, you know, didn't know. I, I went out to california right okay. cold as and i asked uh when i got out there i went down to where i thought i went down by culver city where the studios were yeah hey where did the producers hang out Oh, they're inside. The- <clears throat> oh, no, where do they eat? You know, oh, some go here, some. So I start doing my uh, intel and I uh, found out one place I went to Carnegie Deli. Mm-hmm. So I went to Carnegie Deli and I asked the maitre d', the waiter, I said, any producers in here that makes movies? Yeah, there's one back there, Jake Steinfeld, Body by Jake. I said, yeah, man. So I used to watch his program. So I went over and complimented him. He said, have a seat. I said, yeah, and we became buddies and, and, uh, and you know, not buddy buddies, but he liked me and I liked him. He's from New York, came out and made it. You know, he was a, he's a Rudy, right? So mm-hmm. what, what are you out here for? I told him my story. So, oh, shoot, you sound like me, man. And we hit it off. So that's a good story. And uh, so what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go try to make a movie with it. He said, good luck. I, it's a great story. See that positive uh, feedback kept me yeah. going. Then, <clears throat> then you start meeting all the goofballs out there that said they know people that don't know people. Right. You end up knowing the people that they said they knew. You know? yeah. so you got to go through all that. Uh, then you see uh, Hoosiers. Then you see Field of Dreams. It kept me going. Sometimes you got to put it on pause. Yeah, basically, you knew that there was a market for that type of film after seeing. All I, the- I, I, after I saw Rocky and yeah. Field of Dreams, and who I said, absolutely. And there's another. There's yeah, there, there there is a message. We have a message, and and I'm going to pursue that. Now, it, I couldn't do it all the time because I had to work, mm. and uh, then you have to come back, go back to your job, and and you go take a couple of days off, go out to California. But I was consistent with that, and I would have, I you know, I call them mastermind meetings. So I picked a group of guys. Every Thursday at my condo in South Bend, that's where I ended up in 1986. And we had movie night, what I call making the movie. What would we do if we made this movie? So we put the whole movie in our heads through talking of it, uh, just simulating certain things, but not saying we're, we're not screenwriters, we're not directors. We're just guys like you guys will get together and this will be a good story. But, you know, when you tell a writer that, now how this happened was I built relationships at a hotel with a manager there. My last meeting was at that hotel with Notre Dame. Uh, and it's been now nine years go by my final shot to see if they would at least look at this idea. And they kept saying, no, no, no. In fact, the athletic department called me in and asked me never to walk on campus again. Jesus. Really? Yeah, they made me sign a piece of paper saying, wow. it's okay. 
right? Because it, they felt it was NCAA. Um, I was infringing on their ethics. I said, I wasn't. I'm just talking to them. They're friends of mine. Well, you can't do that, Rudy. So sign this. If you ever do this, get a little bar from this university. Mm. But no, that, didn't, that didn't stop me, right? Just <clears throat> go back to them. And um, there was a hotel manager that liked my story. Now, here's where the I call the why you don't give up. Because you don't know who knows someone. Correct. You just don't. And you don't know if a guy likes you, he will help you. It's like football. There was one guy on that football team that gave his uniform up for me. Right. And because NCAA had a rule that year, only 60 guys could dress at home. Whatever, it was 110. So 50 guys would not dress. So I'm not one of those 60. So there were 50 of us that aren't going to dress, but yet Eric promised your seniors will dress for your final home game. Now, Divine can't do that because a new coach comes in. That's another thing I had to go through. Um, but what I believe was if I keep working and, and every now and then I would want to quit, trust me, and not that I, it was a friend that kept me in the game, uh, either a coach or a player or a janitor or somebody that kept me going. Uh, I stayed in there and a good thing I did because that's what I did with the movie. I kind of took that. I kind of keep going, keep going. And there was a hotel manager that liked me who said to me after my final meeting at Notre Dame, and they were really nice. They said, we love Rudy, but we told Rudy, no, we don't want to hear about this project, nor uh, we're not going to do a movie about this university. Mm. Done. And I walked out of that meeting saying, wow. And I had some pretty cool people in that, in that room at the time uh, who I thought could help me persuade Notre Dame, but they didn't want anything to do with Notre Dame because they didn't understand Notre Dame. So I let them go in a nice way. And the hotel manager says to me, how'd the meeting go? I said, well, I think I played longer. And uh, he says, uh, he said, Rudy, my brother's coming to town. You need to talk to him. In fact, tell him your story. I tell him all the time what you're doing. He says, man, I'd love to talk to that guy. And he did. He comes to South Bend. We had a pizza. I told him the story. And he said, without hesitation, that is a movie. I said, well, I've been trying to tell him. In Hollywood, he said, you're talking to the wrong people. I could help you get to the writer of the movie Hoosiers. Mm. Have you ever seen Hoosiers? He said, yeah. He said, that's my partner. Mm. We put wow. Hoosiers together. It's a brother. I had a brother who had that connection. Yep. All right? So he calls Angelo Pizzo, who wrote the movie, who's in Bloomington, Indiana. They went to IU together with fraternity brothers. And he said, yeah, I'll talk to the guy. Send him out. Well, Angelo really had no intentions of coming to my meeting, but I did. So I fly out there, went into my boss for the final time and asked for some more days off. He fired me on the spot in a nice <coughs> way. I mean, he was really good about it. I said, Rudy, out there and don't come home until you get your this done. I said, I can't handle you, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I said, I understand. He said, just get out. So he burnt my boat for me, if that makes sense. <clears throat> I can't go back. <laughs> I'm going out there. So I go out there. I get my, my buddy. I built some relationships out in California. Santa Monica. Santa Monica. I go to uh, uh, Louisa's Rest. Trenton, Montana. Never forget this little restaurant, Italian restaurant. It's not there anymore. But I sat in that place for three hours and no Angela. Mm. 
So what do you do? Oh man, you don't have a job. You got fired. This is stupid. What am I doing? It's, you know, good God, how, what else is going to, I can't go to Notre Dame and talk about the movie. So wait a minute. Rocky didn't give up. <laughs> Swear to God, I got like getting punched right in the face. And I walked outside and there was a black mailman whistling and smiling. And I thanked him for that smile. And that was the connection. He liked me. I liked him. There was a little more conversation, good conversation. By the time we talked about who we were, what we were, he's from Michigan. I'm from Indiana. So we had some values there. And I told him my story. He said, follow me, man. At Angelo Pizza, I deliver his mail every day. I know where he lives. Wow. So he takes me to his house. That's unbelievable. But he keep, I call that an angel, another angel, right? That's unbelievable. And I knock on his door. Now, this is how the serendipity. I knock on his door, and he, and he says to me, who is this? I said, Rudy. So how would you find me? I said, never mind, but you're late for lunch. <laughs> and then he said, hey, man, uh, the excuses start coming out. I've been up all night rewriting. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I was just overwhelmed with what I had to do, blah, blah, blah. He says, you got a good story, but I'm not going to do any more sports stories out here. I got changed genre, and I hate Notre Dame. Bingo. That was his kind that of really But I didn't hear that. What did I hear? You got a good story. That's yeah. all I heard. Mm. I didn't hear the other. That was all. That's a mindset, right? So, uh, and now my patience got to kick in in relationships. What I had to do was, okay, I got this guy. This is my guy. And, but you can't tell him that. And, but now it's up to me to build a relationship with the guy. It takes two more years. So I go back to South Bend and uh, I'm cutting grass, shoveling snow, because I'm not going to go get another job and get fired again. Now it's up to me, right? Right. But man, do you get the ridicule from your friends? They drive by. Hey, Rudy, how's that movie gone? Well, they see me cutting grass. What <laughs> you know? They just hmm. want to, uh, you know, dig it in, dig it in. Hey, no, Mr. Notre Dame graduate, good job. You know, little digs every now and then, and that would anger me in a very hey, positive. Hey, Rudy, first they laugh at you, then they tell you how they know you. Oh, hey. well, coach, this is what I'm getting to, right? Uh, I get that phone call. I go back to my condo two years later. And there's a little red dot on my answer machine, and it's Angelo Pizzo. He says, "Call me. It's important." So, what's he want? Call him. He says, "You won't believe this, Rudy, but uh, I've been commissioned to write your script." I said, "What?" Hmm. He said, "I'll tell you more about it, but you need a lawyer. Columbia Pictures. They want to get this going now. They want to film this this fall. So let's get going." I said, man, this is too fast. Now it's boom, boom, boom. And now I call a friend who's out in California. He helped me get a lawyer, entertainment lawyer. We put the deal together, but I don't tell him about Notre Dame yet. Wow. He writes the script, finishes it. <clears throat> we get a green light on the film, okay. but there's no Notre Dame you know, right. approval yet. Yeah. And they assume Notre Dame's going to jump on this, right? Yeah. I said, well, guys, we got one more hurl. We got the money. We got the studio. Now we got to go tell Notre Dame. What do you mean, tell Notre Dame? They don't <laughs> want this movie. They almost so, kicked me off campus. They don't want me back. <laughs> right. I said, but hey, with this, we got some power now. We got the money and we got a studio. We got a good screenplay. So let's go. 
So we go there on that weekend, never forget, uh, we had our meeting lasted about 20 seconds. We got the approval. That's amazing. But Rudy, more But the athletic department doesn't know it yet. Okay. I have okay. to ask. Yeah, yeah. This is where the conflict comes in, right? Yeah. So we get the admissions, you know, Notre Dame. There's two states at Notre Dame. There's Notre Dame and there's Notre Dame football. Right. Right. There's two separate entities. But they now they try to make it one. But uh make it's a great school, don't get me wrong. But Oh, they were so awesome. The university gave us 100%. Why the kids were in school to shoot this movie, but the athletic department would not let us shoot on the football fields. So we had to find other areas to shoot practice. They said we would ruin the field, and which, you know, which is not stupid. Then we needed yeah. 60,000 people to film the final scene at halftime. They wouldn't give us that. So we went to the band. We got the approval from the band, put the kids in the movie, and they were pissed because now they see us coming out at halftime and they're yelling, oh, who the hell? They, you know, I, I go on and on. But we really shoved it right up their ass. You know? And we got a good movie. We got a good feel. We had the NFL films come in to film this movie. They were awesome. And uh, they filmed all of football, which made it real and we made it feel. And we would hear from the Notre Dame, certain athletic people at Notre Dame, oh, these guys don't look like Notre Dame football players. They say, well, what the hell are they supposed to look like? <laughs> <laughs> you take that helmet off, that's one ugly dude in that Notre Dame locker room. You know? Rudy, do you, ever sit, do you ever sit back and just like be, become an awe in what was created by your hard work in a sense. And what I mean by that is. No, I don't take well, myself. I, I no, but no, but no, but you do like the ripple effect you have, ready? Like if you don't, if you don't pursue this, I mean, Sean Aston who played you, right. he was in the Goonies and other things, but right, like right. he doesn't probably have the career he has afterwards. Yes, as and people, and you know how, for, yes, exactly. Vince Vaughn, like yeah, yeah. you understand the amount of kids, including myself, who watched this movie and mm -hmm. like, became a Notre Dame fan, like generations yeah, yeah. of Notre well, Dame fanhood. Became the you know? spirit of the message. Yeah, yeah. So like, dude, you did. Right. Ever just sit back, like, man, this is like obviously we're only on life, <clears throat> we're only on Earth for a short period of time. We're a blip right, in the radar of Earth, and like you actually created a change, which a lot of people can't say. The the story you have will live on decades, maybe centuries, right. and that's it's gonna be in sports history. So like, are you sure. gonna sit back like in awe of it? Like, what I, I, you know what? I'm glad you asked that question. Some kind of scratched my head. I said, how come uh, Rudy's not used for more commercials? Or hmm. how come uh, Rudy the message if they really want good more? Are they showing these athletes that really have more talent and 97% of us can't do what they do anyhow. It's so, unattainable. You can't, you can't unattainable. But at least Rudy's attainable. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. I mean, but, you know, I don't push that button, but I question the, the uh, that area. But what I do find out, I this is uh, probably something, I don't realize you actually go there. I'm at an L.A. Laker basketball game. You could look this up mm -hmm. on YouTube. Kobe Bryant at USC, Rudy, and see what he says about how the movie changed his life, mm. uh, made his philosophy very simple and powerful through the fact that if you, if, you, if you get better each day and work hard, where will you be 20 years from now? Because he has a talent and skill where Rudy didn't have any talent or skill, but he gave me the spirit and the energy 
and to do work hard. So when you hear people like that talk, you know, you've done your job and you're glad you made the movie where some people go, oh, Rudy's a poser. Well, what? I'm not going to hang around that guy anyhow. <laughs> you know? right. That's that guy that says you're too old, and you're, you're, you know, whatever. Like I had fun with you guys when I when you first come on, just right. see if you had a sense of humor. Of you got to have a sense of humor with I'm, this. I'm still wondering if you finished mowing the lawn after you- Absolutely, and I was good at it, by the way. Yeah. But you know what? I, was, I have pride in my grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when we had our premiere <laughs> in South Bend, we had over ten thousand people there. And guess who showed up? Those guys. Nice. Good. Oh yeah. yeah. Of course they did. Hey, Rudy, we knew you could of do course. it. Yeah, right. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah of course. But, but I think your hard work is amazing because we've interviewed people from um you know rappers to rockers yes. and anyone and they all have the same story like they were sleeping on hotel floors yeah you, yes. get, you yes. never get the story oh we just woke up we rapped and yeah. we made it it's always like people say it might take 10 years right. to get to the one day that changes your life right. and you right. were legit uh, a product of that which is awesome to hear yeah and you know what that's where movies came in for me uh and, and good music by the way my son likes rap right yeah. he's a hockey player he likes the rhythm of the story okay. the good story you know the positive yeah. he doesn't like that other you know yeah, yeah whatever that is but he likes that rhythm in the story and that's what inspires the story always inspires the mind where you came from having a you know when I, when he hears those stories it inspires him to work hard mm -hmm. uh, that's me i could do that too so all i'm saying movies are huge and like mark Wahlberg's a great example uh gets in prison mucky muck and whatever was he monkey mike whatever Marky Marky Marky. Marky Marky. <laughs> yeah and he gets in prison he gets you know but look what happened to him now the switch flips for him right right now he's making faith-based movies what a you know what an awesome human being but he had to go through all that to get to that right uh, yep. to make a change and that's basically People say, why Notre Dame? Because if you could do something great, go with the best. Go against the best. And yeah. be, beat them. You don't have to be the best to be there, but be the best guy you could be in that moment. And you will we'll always have a legacy with those guys because yeah. they will never forget you. They will introduce your kids, their kids to you. This is Rudy. I played with Rudy instead of Rudy played with me. Nice. See, that's the difference. That's the flip-flop. And uh, I was at a... I was on a plane one day. This was years ago. I think this old guy was like me. I'm an old guy sitting. I'm in the window. He's in the aisle. And there's a middle seat open. This guy had a Super Bowl ring on. And I'm going, who'd you play for, man? He wouldn't talk to me. I said, okay. I said, well, I played football. He said, yeah, who'd you play for? You know, real. I said, Notre Dame. Yeah. You played for Notre Dame? I said, yeah. I said, I wasn't any good. I only made a tackle. And he looks at me, he says, it clicked. Hey, you're Rudy. Yeah. I said, yeah, how would you know that? He says, my kid loves you, man. He thinks you're the best. It was Tom Brady's dad. So wow. you never know. You just don't know who's going to watch that movie. Hockey, here's a good one. Hockey, the Colorado Avalanche calls me up in 1996 to present to them the Stanley Cup. And, and uh, the Stanley Cup rings, not the Stanley Cup, but the oh. rings. Right? Is that the and Joe Sackick team? Joe Sackick. Yeah. Hey, this yeah. is really cool. Patrick Wild, Joe Sackick, and Patrick Mike Ritchie. Wah. 
Yeah. And, and uh, when he called, they called me like, I don't know, they just changed from Canada to Colorado. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But they used the Rudy movie because they were the underdog clips to show the team. Well, anyhow, they bring me and they don't know I'm coming, the players, right? They're going to give them the rings. And the Stanley Cup guy, I'm with them. All the rings are in the cup. He's, they give me Patrick Wall's ring. Said he's going to be a captain. He's right in front. You're going to be behind the screen. You're going to uh, repeat that the uh, plaque that Sean Astin reads in the movie. You know, I don't know where I'll be then, Rock. You know, that plaque in the locker room. Yeah, I could do that. So they freeze it. I got my microphone. I give it. I come walking around. The uh, I'll never forget this. Mike Ritchie. Holy fuck, that's Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reaction. <laughs> His face is all scarred up, man. He he went nuts, and uh, um, well, all those guys were great. And they gave me their jersey, and they gave me uh, they signed. It was a wonderful moment. Then I moved to Vegas, and about three four years ago, they're having uh, what they call a rookie camp here, and I'm up in the where everywhere it is, all the guys, all the big guys. I'm up in there. Just watching him, this guy starts talking to me. I don't know who he was. I, you know, I, I said, boy, he looks familiar. And uh, he said, hey, Rudy, I'll see you. Good to see you again. Said, yeah, yeah, I'm acting like, okay, no problem. Who and, the uh, fuck is this guy? Yeah. And this guy comes up to me and said, man, you must be somebody. <laughs> if that guy's talking to you. I said, yeah, I'm the one. I said, yeah. I said, who is that guy? That's Joe Sackett, man. <laughs> you don't remember me? <laughs> but I, then I chased him down and said, I'm so sorry. But Pierre Lacroix moved out the van. He passed away not too long ago. But those why I'm glad I made the movie Rudy. Yeah, and it's, it's funny like, how you keep bringing up the music. The music, yeah. to me, along with that message of heart and determination right. to drive, it, it's perfect and it's the only movie i can like honestly say the last 10 minutes that scene with that music yeah. playing the chant going yeah yeah you don't say a word like you just sit there in awe right. and then start tearing like you can't speak you just start right. getting emotionally and it doesn't matter how many times you see it it doesn't matter it's right it, it's it's uh jerry goldsmith we could not afford him to do the music mm -hmm. so we gave him the music rights so he, no. he he did that for nothing, and wow. you know he made a lot of money after the you know yeah. movie because smart of smart move on his part. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. But boy, boy now, he was, was there, into that. Was there like, uh, did you want to play yourself or did no, you no, oh, <laughs> you don't want to go through it again? I'm huh? in the movie as a cameo. Yeah, Rudy, that's about it. Rudy, no, no, was Sean there another Astin, actor? I you... found Sean Astin on the movie Memphis Belle. Okay. I remember okay. that? I remember Goonies, but when I saw Memphis Bell, I said, "That's it. That's he had that." My dad was a B seventeen. He was on the B seventeen playing bomber, right? He was a tour gunner, like Sean was in the movie. We just had that connection, so I called Angelo and David, uh, writer and producer and director. So you got to look at this because they just casted Chris O'Donnell, uh, but uh, Sean was a guy. He was a guy. Wow. I have to say, if you ever make a Rudy two after Notre Dame, and and I mean, I mow a pretty good lawn, and yeah. around the age, and, you know, 
I think I could be you and travel around, go on. Well, well, you know what we're going to be putting on is a musical. There you really? go. Yeah. That together. Yeah. yeah, we're excited about it. We already, we went on Broadway once already. We did well, but not for the Rudy. It was more of the, uh, you can look it up, uh, Dream Big on Broadway, Rudy Rudiger. And we did real well with that. And our documentary, Rudy Rudiger, The Walk, I got an Emmy for that. But my whole point is, you know, if you do it for you, uh, it doesn't, but if you do it for other people, you got to have a goal bigger than you. You got to do that for your dad, for your brothers, for your friends to give them hope. And that was the whole feeling I had. Because if I can have my dad believe and he could walk around, he, in the last 15 years of his life, he walked around very proud with that movie. And my whole life was, uh, because we come from a large family, one of 14, we're always, my parents were always put down because we had so many kids. And but now, look at look what's happened. Yeah. Now, th th what motivated you more that th that determination to succeed, or was it the fit like the fear of that failure of letting everybody down? Like, what well, was the, the feeling? Okay, I'm glad you asked that. It was a feeling you get for when you walk on the campus of Notre Dame. I belong here. So you fight for that feeling. When I went out to Hollywood, I had the same feeling. I belong here. That's what I fought for. It, it's a feeling I, I only people. Uh, it's a feeling you fight for that, that, that I don't call it. It's like a. You just know when it you happens. Just no, this is where I belong. You know, I belong here, right. but people don't want you here. You just have to ignore that and keep fighting and keep moving. And you belong here too. Is, well, yeah. That's what I thought. I belong here too. Uh, but you don't get in arguments with people. You just keep moving forward. And now keep going. It wasn't because of religion. It wasn't because of, of academics or uh, sports. It was more the feeling that made you feel. It was like, it was like being pride. It, it just cleared my mind and made me feel good and powerful. It's almost like eating a steak. You don't go back to hamburger, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's that type of, I mean, maybe bad. That's a bad rational. Um, <laughs> how, 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 how like hard was the crash? Like after that final game where you knew you accomplished it, where you were like, yeah. what next? I had to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I had to clean the stadium. On. No, no bullshit. I had to clean the stadium. That was my job. Sweep That's down the steps. I'm going, oh shit. I got to go clean the stadium. Hey, nice sack, Rudy. Now here's a broom. Get the We're sweeping down the steps. Yeah. And they all loved it, man. Wiping off my popcorn. Yeah. It would have been great if they carried you not off the field, but <laughs> where you had to clean up. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's why the janitors and I are, oh, we're like buddies. Uh, that's so cool, though, to see in the movie when uh, obviously it's portrayed in Hollywood. Not Brian, I know you have to go and yeah. do a final round table and then let you go, but like right. it's no, cool. no, you're fine. Oh, it's cool to see how your father was proud, and it's also devastating to know I can't even do five pull ups, and my father looks at me with utter disdain. So you played for Notre Dame, and I can't even do a pull up, and it's very devastating. But I, I, I digress. Well, look, but, but look what you're, you're, you're doing some good work. Oh, yeah, I'm trying. Right? Yeah, you got, yeah, I wish I could do what you do. I can't do what you do. But it's not easy. 
No, it isn't. It's not easy doing what you do. Even being a rapper is not easy. They don't. People don't understand. That's that rhythm within you, man. And that's mm. an art. Like my kid's a sophomore at Arizona State. He's a hockey player. So this summer, I said, you need a good job. Not, don't go to Starbucks. You go get a skilled job. So he's uh, he's working as an electrician. Nice. Get, he, he's a what they call a uh, apprentice. Mm-hmm. But they Smart. pay him like $45 an hour. I said, dude, you have a future now. Yeah, no. <laughs> your degree. And when you get your master's elect- electrician's license, and you're oh, yeah. going to be making good dough. You're yeah. set. You're set. Although, although I have to say, if you work at <clears> Starbucks, <throat> I heard from one of my friends, they let you have free Spotify. That's a perk, Rudy. Oh, wow. They pay what, all that money for a degree. They can't get a job. Exactly. They no, don't no. have a skill. Well, you guys have a skill. And the, your you. skill is to communicate. With information and and you know and make it fun too. Of course, you gotta you gotta you gotta laugh. Exactly. That's why I keep speaking because it's fun for me. Exactly, uh, do what you, you know, love, right? It it is, and I listen to I was listen, I love listening to interviews like people who made it and how they made it. But most of those guys have talent. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's you uh, know you can't teach it, and I appreciate you saying that about us. That's really cool, Brian. Final final thing because I know you gotta go. Oh ahead. yeah, but. No, just to elaborate on that, even with talent, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, right. but if you don't work hard at something, like, you, it's very rare to come across a person that is just so gifted. I mean, it's one in a billion that right. you don't have to put in the work. They just find you and they say, oh, my God, look at this. You Do know, that's favor, so rare. Brian. Do me a mm-hmm. favor. Watch the Brian. Brian, watch the Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's mm-hmm. interview, USC Rudy. And uh, you get a lot out of that. He's awesome. He speaks very, very simple, but very powerful. And, and there's a lot of stuff on YouTube you can find on our speaking. But um, Kobe's the one that really hit hit home. And uh, he was in church the day he died. Uh, mm. he, he really became, his whole life was really becoming real cool. And, and his life ends. But, um, but he also left a legacy and a great message. So, yeah, yeah. So, so my whole point to you guys, you guys have a skill, definitely have the talent and you got the sense of humor uh, and you got a good haircut, man. Honestly, the moment of the episode, which yeah. I have to hand out aside me getting uh, incredibly um, complimented by you, Mr. Rudiger. Um, I'm going to give the moment of the episode of Brian's haircut here because I, I just have to. And it really bothers me because like now I couldn't stop looking at it. And when you said, Brian, when you said, Brian, I want you to do something for me. I thought you were going to ask for his barber's number. <laughs> so Rudy, really quick, and then I know Ramey might want to finish okay. this up, but Rudy, where can we find you now? What are you up to now? Uh, your Instagram, email, anything? Yeah, well, I have a couple of good things going on. Uh, and during my journey, I found a young man out in Wisconsin. We developed a team, uh, a cheese team. We have a cheese company out in Wisconsin, and we're developing Omega Milk with our cows, which now... Ooh. Our omega will become omega cheese, omega milk, which is very healthy milk. Nah. The milk that now we could all drink and it helps your immune system and other things. But that's one of the projects, and I love that project. So I'm very endowed into that. 
I'm also speak. I do a lot of speaking, and I I just uh, support my son and my daughter. My daughter graduated from the Boston Conservatory, nice. and you know you support, she's awesome, and uh, she's got a great future. But you, that you live for the kids now. Rudy, really quick, did I, did you know you were in a um, a Simpsons episode reference? Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, saw yeah. that where you, they were trying yeah, to. Yeah, did did cool, you laugh yeah. at that? Like, did you ever? Think uh, how about the Office? Yeah, I, I'm not. A, I didn't see the Office. I'm not. Oh a, yeah, they always have Rudy moments in the. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I always think about that with the Simpsons. <clears throat> it's just like this is probably the most like quietest I've been in any of these because just hearing you tell the story and everything it's like just being locked into it it's just unforgettable pretty much motivating very motivating you know right before i got on guys i gotta tell you i just got this you know new house and and i'm trying to uh put this new thing on my toilet but i don't know how to do the shut this damn thing off right the the water supply It's a real simple deal. So I called the plumber. He said, just pull it out. So I did, and it shuts off. Now I got to go fix my toilet. That's my job when I leave you guys. <laughs> after that, after that did, you, did you call your son up and say, you know what? Forget about an electrician. I need a plumber. I like doing this because <laughs> it keeps me going. And my son's a bass fisherman as well. So we bass fish. We're in tournaments. So we got a lot of good things going, guys. Right? Absolutely. If Notre Dame ever plays Rutgers, come out here. Hey, yes. watch this, guys. You ready for this? All right, what do we got? Okay, I'm on the airplane. There's whole rustlers come on. They're all Rutgers rustlers. Okay. Right? So uh, I got the two one two of the rustlers sitting with me. Good guys, and uh, make a lot. We end up changing shirts uh, on the flight because we found out who we were, what we were, and He's oh a boy! Yeah, so he gave me his jersey, and I gave him my shirt, and it's kind of cool. So I have a Rutgers. Uh, yeah, they were cool, good guys. It All is right. what it is, right? Rudy, you've been more than grateful for your time, man. We really appreciate it's it. Honor. You go, well, you thank guys you so much. made it because you're good guys. Thank That's you. I'm difference. a great person. God because of guys. you, <laughs> we, we used you. We used your story and motivation right from the movie to yeah. become. I'm glad. People. I'm glad you had a sense of humor because I'm going to check these dudes out right away. <laughs>